This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Imagine you and your business partner build something together. It becomes successful and immensely popular, inspiring and impacting many lives. Then one day, you realize it's not bringing you the same joy, and in fact, is stressing you out. So you finally decide to press pause. No one seems to be able to understand why you would do this, but you both realize it's the right thing to do. This takes guts, and it's part of the story of Ali Leipzig and Michelle Garside, co-founders of Soul Camp, a premier adult sleepaway camp for wellness and transformation. They are also founders of Soul Camp Creative, devoted to working with conscious companies and brands that are positively impacting the planet. Coming up, you'll hear how a series of synchronicities led them to work together. The moment they realized after years that they wanted to take a step away from Soul Camp. How motherhood brought a new focus in life. Why a vision of monuments crashing down generated a shift in energy. And the concept of who am I to do these things, which is akin to imposter syndrome, plus an idea for a cool science experiment. Welcome to the All Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Allie and Michelle, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for being here. We are so excited to be here, if you can't tell from our smiles on our face. Thank you for having (laughs) us. I'd love to start with how the two of you became partners, good friends, partners in crime. Can you bring us to the first moment when all of it happened? (laughs) We can. (laughs) We're laughing because this is a very funny, interesting story. The first moment happened when I spotted Michelle in a flash mob picture. Both Michelle and I went to the same summer camp growing up every summer, eight weeks for nine years. Michelle's a few years older than me. I knew of Michelle, but we weren't good friends, but I knew who she was. And then years later here in New York City, both Michelle and I did a workout called Intensati, which is like a positive, um, it's a cardio workout combined with positive affirmations. And she was holding a flash mob in Washington Square Park. And I saw Michelle and I was like, no way is there another Jewish girl from summer camp doing this weird workout. No way. And then I friended her on Facebook. Yeah, so she friended me on Facebook, and I had just started my branding company at the time. It was called I Am Creative. And when Allie reached out to me, I immediately looked her up and saw that she was also doing branding for those in the spiritual wellness, mind, body, spirit industry. And I remember I called my mom, and I was like – Someone else is doing it already. Oh, my goodness. But I was able to put my compare and despair to the side. And we made a lunch date to to meet with one another just because there are so many mutual friends amongst us. and We were doing such similar work. And literally the night before we were supposed to meet live face to face, we ended up in an invite only breath work class in Midtown. Breathing. There were like 10 people there. Yeah, breathing next to one another, laughing hysterically. And it really was the beginning of, as I like to say, like the most important relationship of my life, really. I mean, Allie was <laughs> <laughs> Allie was and is such a best friend, a business partner, but really a twin flame because this business of creating business, right, is uh, really such a spiritual, emotional journey. And to get to do it next to her has been a, such an honor and continues to be. But yeah, it all started in a picture, in a flash mob, <laughs> and a friend on Facebook. A friend request. A friend mm. request. And we, we started out as friends, really, and then became partners later on which we can get into yeah well i've always wanted to be part of a flash mob so (laughs) we we should do one we should totally do one one. absolutely wow so how did you even get into spirituality or wellness what what was Mm -hmm. it about your own individual journeys that made that a part of who you are 
Well, I can speak to that first. So I really grew up in this. I like to joke I grew up eating Ezekiel bread before Ezekiel bread was like known as like the cool thing to eat. My mom kind of ushered me into this from a very early age. She always had a meditation room in our house. She was meditating from when I was, you know, the earliest I can remember. And she actually ran a spiritual community of her own in Long Island. So I would come home from middle school and there would be a group of, you know, middle-aged women in our pool, naked, doing a goddess circle. Like I grew (laughs) up. I, when I, you know, went through different milestones in my life, there were fire ceremonies I went through. So, uh, yeah, from a really, really early age, I was very aware of how your thoughts become things. And I was uh, kind of just introduced to a lot of different just pillars of spirituality. My mom was a practicing Buddhist for much of my life. She took people away on uh, nature quests and vision quests into the mountains for weeks at a time. So really, I grew up in this world and I ran very far from it as many adolescents do and and got involved in things outside of wellness and mind-body spirit, but it's always been just the backbone of who I am and it's been in my adult life that I really came back to it in such a big way. But I, yeah, that's how I would answer this. I really grew up and was groomed in the spiritual community, listening to Hare Krishna and, oh you know, dr- being in drumming circles. Tell and the period story. Amazing. I'll tell the period story. <laughs> you have to. So when I, uh, when I became a woman, in eighth grade, I remember I went to my mom and I told her, you know, this is this is what happened. And immediately it was, you know, I did not go to school that day. A group of women were invited over and I was really just it w- literally walked through. I had to like walk over uh, like I think it was like a mound in the grass. And it was just a spiritual entry of like you are now a woman and there was a whole ceremony involved with it. So like ceremony and community and you know, my mom is such an extreme example, but I think it's... You've made it your own. I've I made it my say. own. Yeah. So that's, that's really me. Yeah. That doesn't happen all, often, no, I don't no, feel. I mean, for me, it was it was not something that people looked forward to in in my circles, but that's amazing <laughs> that it's... Right? It was celebrated and honored in that way as celebrated a Celebrated and honored. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How did you find spirituality? Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a, a long story, but uh, to make a long story short, it was, I'd say there were moments in my life where there were times when things were very tough, and usually someone would say something that led me down a path. So at one point, mm-hmm. it was a, a lady doing yoga on top of this rock when we were hiking in Sedona said, mm-hmm. you know, you need to read this book by... Lynn Grabhorn was about the law of attraction. So that was the first time I was going down that path. And then the next biggest moment was when all my intuitive senses woke up when I was a a grad student at MIT. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest moment where I thought this is this is something out there that I didn't learn about, didn't grow up with, didn't learn about in school. And so that's been my mission is to just raise awareness about this and 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 allow people to grow up with this. That's really mm. what I what I hope for people to just know about thoughts become reality, emotions are important. All of this is something that people need to know about at an early age. Yeah. I think it's that's really important. I too have a similar story of like kind of waking up to it and and being like, wait, am I the only one that's seeing seeing <laughs> that, yeah. that, that that there's life outside of just like what we're seeing physically and how scary that is also as as a young person going through that of just like, whoa. But also kind of for me at least, I had the experience of I, I think inside in like that depth of my soul always knew. And then through my own experience was able to like see that echoed outside of me. Mm. Yeah. And Ali, how about your own kind of personal story? Yeah. So it's funny because I saw a college friend of mine this past weekend and she was reminding me how in college we were 20 (laughs) reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. She introduced me to that. And, you know, for me, I've been thinking about it a lot because, you know, I was brought up Jewish. I mentioned Jewish summer camp and 
part of Judaism, we are taught, part of the Jewish values, we're taught to question things. And I think that innate value of like questioning was really just like a part of my being. And I was always questioning things of like, why are we doing this? Like, why does this make sense? And like, what's the purpose of life? But I really denied that there was any sort of power greater than me. Honestly, when I was younger, I remember a friend asking me like, do you believe in God? And I was like, no, people who believe in God are dumb. I literally thought that I had such a like high horse intellectual part of myself that was like, I'm smarter than everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And that's just ego, right? And then I too had experienced painful things. I mean, I had dealt with a lot of things around my health and just hormonal imbalances. And I have type one diabetes and, and things just with my body that felt really out of control. And then I hit a point right after college when I was looking for a job. And again, like I'm a type A overachiever. Everything went well for me. And then I couldn't find a job. I graduated in the recession in 2009 Mm -hmm. and everything fell out of control. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And for me, like I've always battled with my weight and food. And my answer to that was let me (laughs) hire a personal trainer and lose weight. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's going to help everything. But, you know, um, the universe really intervened and my trainer um, was super spiritual and she offered me this book. She said, you know, I think this might be good for you right now. It was a book by Marianne Williamson called The Gift of Change. And that for me, it's she teaches on A Course in Miracles, and that opened up my eyes, and I was like, oh, my God, this is everything I know to be true, put in words. I can't believe this. And I just dove deep. Like, I was like, this is the solution to all the pain and angst that I've always felt underneath everything kind of being good on the outside besides my health stuff, right? Like, I have a wonderful family. I grew up in a really supportive environment, but always felt like I couldn't find my place and didn't really, like, know how to be in the world. Mm. I just dove right into just learning and seeking and expanding my consciousness. I love hearing all of these stories because it's so it's so unique and I think that everyone listening can find little bits of themselves in your story. So I think it's it's sort of a a reminder for people who may be lost to remember that you know what they have found those moments in the past and let's let's all continue down this path together. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Cool. So tell me about soul camp. So I unfortunately have never gone to camp before (laughs) and being extremely introverted can probably imagine myself being not so comfortable or being the wallflower. So tell me about what what it is and how it has grown and what what your vision is for it. Yeah. So Ali and I, we went to camp together and at camp, even though there are so many amazing aspects of camp, trying new things and the friends and the community, both of us had the same experience of feeling different, of feeling kind of not part of, even though we were there, even though we had friends, just feeling separate from everyone. And in our later years, really wanting to create a place and create a space where everyone who kind of felt that way could come and feel part of, that no one was left out, that everyone was welcome at the table. So how it came to be, we each owned our own like branding agencies, separate working in this space. And just by nature of like our clients and all of these things, we were always going to different retreats and yoga things. And like our own interests. And our own interests. It wasn't just our clients. Yeah. And the owner of our camp, our sleepaway camp that we went to as kids, saw that we were always going out to these different things and said, you know, you can come and you can bring a yoga retreat here to Camp Tawanda, which is where we went to camp. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, my freaking God, what if we brought everyone that we love to the place that we love? What would that be like if instead of going to soccer, tennis, basketball, people were going to kundalini yoga and burning their fears in the fire and community gatherings and just creating this beautiful space where people could try all of like a spiritual smorgasbord, try all of their all of these new different things and really a supportive, loving environment where people could find their tribe, people could find their soul family. And we just kind of gave it a go back in 2014. And it was amazing. And so we did soul camp for five years, we had 10 camps, we were doing camps in California and Chicago and Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And every single time we did it, it was just the most transformative experience for everyone who was there. So 
It's just a space where hundreds of people came for days and nights at a time, living together, eating together, really nourishing healthy food. Many people for the very first time eating that way and nourishing Mm -hmm. themselves in that way. And then getting to just go and explore like they were kids. So, you know, picking from 50 different classes and workshops, jumping on the trampoline, you know, swimming in the lake, like this juxtaposition of like doing deep transformative healing work, doing Tibetan singing bowls, breath work, all of these things. And then being able to really climb up a rock wall, dive off a diving board, like doing the nostalgic things that a lot of us didn't get to do when we were kids and all in this environment of, hey, come here. I want to be your friend. And I think that that at the core of what Soul Camp is and was and will always be is that just that aspect of, hey, come here. I want to hear your story. Hey, you too. I went through that also. Let me hear. Just like this big open door this big welcome sign for everyone, especially for those who might have felt different throughout their life or not part of just like me and Ali as kids. So it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. We're taking a pause from it in this year and kind of seeing how it lands moving forward. But we've been, it was one of the best parts of our whole life. And for everyone who came, you know, to be able to experience that big welcome and to finally feel like, wow, I am being seen and loved and accepted and making new friends based on exactly who I am, not based on what I do, not based on what I could do for others, but just really based on who I am. I think that that love is deeply healing and deeply transformative for so many people. I know it was for me. Yeah, there's not enough spaces uh, like that right now, I think, just I think to your point about being introverted. I mean, I I'm definitely both introverted and extroverted. I forget what the name is, like ambivert. (laughs) (laughs) Ambivert. There were a lot of um, people that came that were introverted. And what's so great is to be able to see that they could be themselves in this space, right? They could take the space that they needed when they wanted to and then also come and connect and be part of the group when they When they wanted to do that. Yeah. But just to add on to what Michelle was saying about this moment in time, you asked about our vision of what's next. And Michelle and I are really taking this time. It's almost like a sabbatical. Like, what what is that vision? What what do we want to create next? We were 26 and 28, respectively, when we started Soul Camp and our lives have changed. Michelle had a baby. I'm just thinking about the next decade of my life and also, you know, how the world has changed and shifted since we started. And a lot, a lot has changed. So we're thinking about how do we want to make an impact on on this planet? How does it align with our purpose and where we are in our life? And almost giving ourselves our own little soul camp in the moment. Hmm. And we say, and we said to our community, soul camp has always been a stand for transformation and that must include itself. So we're in the process of transforming and we don't yet know what that looks like. And as entrepreneurs, and especially both me and Ali, I think are very type A of like wanting to know, wanting to control, wanting to know the outcome, to be in this pause, to be in this moment of uncertainty, to be in the comfort of discomfort, not needing to know what's next for Soul Camp, the experience, and really just letting it come instead of forcing away is healing in itself, I think, for both us and for our community, too. Coming up, what it's like when one founder wants to make a change. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Entreprenista, a woman who organizes and operates a business, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. One who has a drive, passion, and vision with an undying determination to succeed. She is fiercely motivated, ambitious, and competitive, forging her own path to independence and success. That's an entrepreneista. Through the conversations on the Entreprenista podcast, we want to celebrate failures, reflect on successes, and get unfiltered about what it takes to be your own boss. This is the Entreprenista podcast presented by Socialfly, 
It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneursapodcast.com. I love how you talked about taking this time to pause, and it's not something that that comes naturally to entrepreneurs, I don't think, because you're always thinking, how can I grow? You know, if you think of Soul Camp, how can I grow it to be the next big thing? And every year is always building upon the last, and that's sort of the most obvious destination, but it may not serve you and your individual purposes and what you think Soul Camp can be. So that process is something I want to talk more about. Mm. What is your process? I know, Michelle, you had talked about being okay with uncertainty. And I, I feel like that probably takes some time even to say, okay, let's let's even look look at this space and say, okay, we are uncertain about where we are going. And then then what? Like what does that exploration look like? Maybe you're kind of before mm-hmm. that part yet, but how are you thinking about it? Help help me understand. Um, especially as an entrepreneur myself, who may be in this particular stage too, what are the types of things that you think about in order to make that vision clearer yeah. in the future? I love I love this question so much. I think for me in this moment, I'm very much, like I said, thinking about it as a sabbatical in a way, because it was a five-year period of like extreme output. Like there was so much production <laughs> and like extreme. And I, so I feel like I literally say this, like I'm in recovery this year, like of like, I'm recovering from that journey. And I know that I need, for me, I need to refuel, like I need to take care of myself. And we're lucky that, you know, and both of us really, I I can't not do anything. Like we have our whole other arm in the business that we've always had, Soul Camp Creative, which we create brands and products and service, help people brand their products and services, which we can get into. But, you know, so we're still getting to have our entrepreneurial hats on. But in terms of the Soul Camp community, I have developed a faith in my inner knowing and what that means is, is that I know when it's time to go and put out and create from this place inside of like, yes, that's it. And Soul Camp stopped being for me and I think Michelle too. Yes, that's it. There was something it needed to shift into. And we really wanted to like know what that was because we had a community. We had events. We could upsell them into them the next. And we were like, okay, we, you know, we got some good business advice. And they were like, you should know what's next before the end of the event so you can announce mm-hmm. it. And we were just like, we don't know. We don't know. So, you know, I think for me, it's it's a looking back in my history and seeing I've always figured it out. I've always had inspiration come and I've been able to make it happen with all my tools, my community, my my own faith. And so I can do that again. So mm. that's how I see this moment in time. And ultimately, it's a faith thing for me of like, if I'm meant to do that again, I will know and it I'll be able to make it happen from the new person that I've become through this process. I love that so much. And I just want to add on, yeah, like one of my favorite quotes, and I know Allie too, is like, trust in the unfolding of your life. Um, So that faith of like, that this is an unfolding, and it's not yet unfolded. And but it will eventually as everything has. And I remember when Allie and I first started talking about potentially taking a sabbatical, taking a pause from Soul Camp, I had this vision come through that I want to share because I think it might be just relevant and help some of you who are listening. I had this just thought of, you know, Allie and I walking and as we're walking, there are all of these huge structures in place, almost like huge monuments around us. And we were doing everything we could to hold up the monuments, hold up the statues, hold up these pillars in place to not fall, to keep them as they have been. And then one by one, they started to fall. One by one, they started to crumble. And they crumbled to sand beneath our feet. And so then suddenly we're walking and we realize that now we're walking on this beach 
as all everything has crumbled to sand below us. And really to take what Ali was saying about like creating from this new person that we're becoming or, you know, once the unfolding happens, then where are we? It's like, what if we could then create from this open, expansive beach? Once we really stop trying to hold everything in place, trying to keep everything going, as Ali mentioned, we were in a launch period for five straight years Mm -hmm. and that's all we knew and that's what felt comfortable. Once we let go of that and let go of trying to control it all and keep it together, we realize we're on this beach. What could be created from the space that was? You know, what can be created from this new place? So I think that that's really just that's how I, yeah, that's how Mm -hmm. I kind of think of it of like, because I'm so used to holding stuff together and keeping it all going. Mm -hmm. And like to just be like, you know what? Hands up. Yeah. Hands up. And to get into like a little bit more practical stuff, because I think we, we don't didn't explain this backstory. You know, we had a vision and we've had a lot of outer success. We were featured in a lot of media places. We had built a great community. Our profit didn't get to where we needed it to go. So there was that practical piece of like, this really isn't working for our life. And like mm-hmm. the structure that we created, the, we didn't have the business model that allowed us to create the profit that we needed to. And so like that pause was necessary on the spiritual level and also really on a practical level of yeah. like we have to figure this out and we need time we need to step away from what we created to think about how we can do this and that's a smart business move right like that's like we need to this is a moment to pivot we could let this fall to the ground but we didn't want to do that we yeah. were like we saw we were we were at a point and we were like we've created something fantastic it's not give it's it hasn't jumped to the from startup into profitability in the way that we needed it to and so like let's take a moment and and step away from it yeah so there's like both sides and we and michelle Mm -hmm. and i both have both sides of it yeah i think that's a really good point to bring in both the business side and the spiritual side my question is as spiritual beings and I'll, I'll speak from my experience because I don't I don't know. I, I won't pretend to speak for others, but there's always this vision that things will get better, that you can you know manifest this and manifest that. At what point would you then sit down and, and actually look at the two as equals? This is such a good question. I think that when you're in alignment with your spiritual self and your purpose, There's a flow and an ease. Even when things are hard and Mm -hmm. difficult, there's a flow. You feel it. You're like, I'm in alignment. Yes, yes. I'm seeing these opportunities. There's synchronicities ahead of me. Like, yes, this is right. There's energy that comes from the inside because it's your soul's purpose, like being fulfilled. So when you stop feeling that, that's an indicator, right? When you're coming up against things, when you're exhausted, when you feel like you're pushing pushing against the flow, when you're trying to swim upstream, for me, that's when, you know, and that can manifest on the outside of like, the money is not coming in in the way it needs to be. Like, you know, there's conflict in these different business relationships. And then on the inside, it can just, again, like for us or for me, and I think Michelle felt it too, just there was like this exhaustion, just like, oh, okay, okay. We're just like waking up and like, it almost began to feel like a corporate job at the end when that's not where it started from. It, it started from a place of real like fulfillment and enthusiasm. So that's my like signal for me of like, this is no longer in alignment for this moment in time for you and your soul. Yeah. And like for me, the excitement really was gone. I'll never forget. We went to Manhattan Mini Storage where we like had all of our boxes of like the pop chips and the swag and the t-shirts and the all these things. And every single time, and it's a chore. It's always a chore going to that storage <laughs> unit. But every single time in the past going to that storage that smell, unit. I'll never forget I'll it. never forget. But every time it was like, what's in this box? Like it, there was an excitement of like, wow, we get to do this. Like, wow, we get to have t-shirts with our names on it. Wow, we have these water bottles. And that last time that we went to the storage unit, it was no joy. It was just, wow, 
there are many, many boxes. And like for me, so there was always joy, even in the hard times, even in the, oh my gosh, hours and hours of work ahead of us. But once that excitement was gone and that wonder and awe of, wow, we get to do this, and it became more like a corporate Ugh, we have to do this. That was really the big eye opener for me. The switched for me. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And this is such an important fertile time, right? Like it's interesting to be talking at this moment about Soul Camp with you because it's mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it could from one perspective, it could be like, it's dying, womp womp. And then from another perspective, it's like, what can be born next? And wow. Like, you know, even for people, if if you're listening and you've, you know, you're in a corporate job that you want to leave, like you're probably feeling that same pull of like exhaustion, not wanting to go to work. Like really, it's like, this is almost that same thing. It's just the next pivot for us. Because you are partners in this, was there a time when this feeling arose earlier (laughs) for one than the other and then you know, what was it like to navigate maybe your own internal concerns about, oh, my God, should it's I tell a, Michelle or, oh, my God, story. should I tell <laughs> Allie? That's like, a good well, story. Yes. So. Yeah. And also, I'll, well, I'll, I'll add just before I even answer that, like being in a business partnership with your best friend is a it's a journey. It's interesting. It's hard. It takes really tough conversations. Probably like every week we have a tough conversation yeah. and we move through it. I think we do it really well, but it's not easy. Michelle had a child last year and went on three months maternity leave. And so we were running at last year at the time to give you some perspective. We had Soulcam Creative. So we had about 10 to 12 of our branding clients and we were putting on two of our sleepaway camps and we had one other employee. So it was me and Casey who we loved so much um, for three months. And during that time, and, and and I will say, you know, Michelle and I have do have this yin and yang thing where Michelle's very much of like the goer. Like she'll just go. She has an idea and she does it. And I'm so, very much of a thinker. I sit back. I want to analyze everything. I'm like, what's the right move? Which way should we go? Are you sure we should do this? Like, let's think about this like five times over. And it, it lets us really have our balance together keeps us stable because with just me nothing would get done with michelle she would set herself on fire so so michelle being gone i had an opportunity to do my thing and like think about it right i was like because this is what i do i said is this working is this not working and we were just going so i didn't really have the time to do that until michelle got to take care of her child and that was a gift to her and and a gift to me and you know for me to step into leadership in a new way but then I was sitting back and thinking, what are we doing? How, what? And I, and the main thing for me, this is going to sound silly, but every summer was very stressful. You know, our camps were at the beginning of September, end of October, summer was like go time. And I just was like, I love summer. And like, I haven't had a summer in six years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, and the, the, everyone was like, this is feeling hard. I was like, this is hard. But I didn't, the, to talk about the internal experience, <laughs> I didn't want to admit this. I was terrified. Like, I think I knew that this was happening, but I didn't really want to admit it to myself. So Michelle came back from maternity leave. I'll let her explain just the that moment that this all came out unconsciously from my from my yeah. head. Okay. So it, it literally was my first day back from maternity leave. And I, uh, and I had scheduled, I had scheduled like a recap meeting. Um, but even by though, the way, we talk every day. Yeah. So even though I really knew everything and even was like involved in some meetings throughout maternity leave, like it, there was still this recap meeting. So I come and it was at Allie's apartment and I sit down and I literally am like, so tell me about the last three months. And Allie just started crying and mm. it really just all came well, out. Really? I, oh, I no. was being passive aggressive oh, yeah. for a good 30 oh, right. minutes. No, I was right. just like, I forgot. why do you need to know? Oh, I yeah. told you everything. What do What's you mean? And it was so weird <laughs> and it was so strange and it just felt like all of a sudden we were in this like intense conflict and I didn't know what was happening. And <laughs> it was, and then, uh, but underneath that, and then it really all flooded out like an ocean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like an ocean. In, in my, in my spheres emotional style. <laughs> yes. And and I think back because before Riker, my son, Soul Camp was all of who I was. You know, it was my whole identity. And I think the identity piece is a really big part of just this conversation too. I think for both me and Allie, there was a whole identity. People knew us as Soul Camp 
that they're soul camp walking like we would get recognized. It was like soul camp on the street. And so the identity piece, especially for me, I'll just speak to myself. It was so wrapped up in that, the specialness of I am this person who does this thing and I, you know, help so many people. There was a real component to like, that is who I am. And after Riker, after my son was born, that really just got turned on its head, as I'm sure you know. And and just, you know, the identity piece was now, wow, I'm now this whole other person. So I was ready to hear Allie's ocean of emotion. I was shocked. Yes. She just was like, she, I remember your face. You were like, she really, like thought about it for like a few seconds because I didn't say like we should end, but I was just like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know. And she, you were like, huh, okay, we should think about that. Like, she was so open. And then we went and we got massages. Do <laughs> 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 you remember? Yes. We went and we I got massages. Yeah, we just were like, <laughs> We should get massaged. And we went and we got rubbed. And 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 it really was like we just like to, we had like a very like just a big conversation and then we stopped. And we didn't decide anything. We just said this is this is out there now. Like, okay. Mm. And and we and we didn't decide. We just said we're gonna keep and you know, we kept like kind of rationalizing things along the way of like, okay, we'll just do this California one because that one's right. easy. And we won't do the New York one next year. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll just have a more high end one. And yeah, and yeah. and you know. That took months and months of that negotiating and rational. Not even I don't want figuring it out. Really, it was figuring it out. But it was very clear from that first conversation that like we were on the same page. I think I was a little more ready, like right then and there, to be like, okay, like let's let's close this chapter. And it took Michelle a little more time, but that's because I had been stewing on it for a couple months. Absolutely, yeah. Like you had to be like, okay. How does this fit in now? Like, yeah. I just took maternity leave. I was ready to come back and, like, create this thing. Yeah. And and then we had two camps last year and had already announced to our community it was going to be the last of this kind. That's mm. what we said. Because we also don't – like we said, we don't know. Yeah. So we told them. And that was a, also a really wonderful experience. A lot of them – their community really told us, like, they were really inspired by that decision. I mean, we, we were really, really living the soul camp values in what we were doing, right? It's like trust your intuition. Follow that. They're – let the flow, let the flow flow. And to be able to show up and say, you know what, we really don't know, because that was a huge question we got answered over and over and over and over of what's next, what's next. Oh, you guys really know what's next. Yeah. Like what? You're just not telling us. <laughs> and for us to really stand in front of everyone and be like, no, we really don't know. And sometimes it's okay not to know. And I think that that really gave permission to our community to not know in their own life and to be able to take a pause and to stand as leaders in their own life in uncertainty. Up next, fear and resistance to taking the next step, and a possible science experiment. Are you interested in getting your own intuitive reading? Are you wondering how you can align more with your purpose? I offer introductory sessions to my Discover Your Purpose readings and coaching. As part of the All Possibilities community, you get 10% off the intro session. You get a one-on-one phone call with me where I'll do an assessment of your life and give you an intuitive reading on the highest guidance for you at this time. You'll get actionable steps that you can get started on to create the life you want. Just use All Possibilities 2018 as the promo code. That's All Possibilities 2018. Visit beingmypurpose.com for more information on my services. I really appreciate how open you are in sharing this process and thinking about Soul Camp because. It's something that, uh, as as Michelle, you had said, it, it does give permission to people to be okay in uncertainty and to honor that space because that's, as you, you know, when you described as this beautiful beach, that's sort of where, where anything is possible. And I think that's where the excitement and the joy then comes from. And it builds upon everything that you've done. You just don't know what it could look like. So that's, that's amazing. Bravo on that, because that takes a lot of courage. Okay, I want to shift gears and talk about 
the other babies that you have, which is Soul Camp Creative. What what do you think is the hardest thing that you have found to build brands that have this kind of strong, positive uh, connection with, with wellness and spirituality? I mean, I can speak to that first. You know, so for us, with Soul Camp Creative, what we do, we we create the whole big strategy for like who this person, this brand, this company is really stepping into. So we really start with just like the bigger reason why, like who are they? Who are they for? How are they differentiated? And we create it. And what we found sometimes along the way is that fear and resistance comes up with our clients uh, when they're really in the process of moving into a bigger footprint for themselves. Um, So I would say that's like a hard thing for me because like when we start, we're really able to see them as the evolvement of who they're becoming and create a whole brand for that. So I just want to interject. We also see how they could communicate to a market that would resonate with them. We say like, oh, this message is great. People will really resonate with that. We see it in a little bit more of a marketable way than some of them are speaking. Yeah. And then they have a hard time parting ways with the way that they communicate their message because it's like so near and dear, which we understand, right? But meaning like, you know, for example, like one of our clients, she is an, an intuitive and angel reader and she's so good at what she does. And we've tried to help her differentiate herself as like, this is what she does, but like, this is how she could, this can help you in your life, right? To make it so that more people can access that message and to step outside of like what she sees of herself is difficult, right? Like to be like, oh, these people see me and how, and how this could apply to a book down the line or how this could be a podcast or how this could be. And like, sometimes their own view of themselves isn't really able to budge. Yeah. That I would say, just to answer that question of like, what is hard? That is hard because we really are able to see the possibilities for this person and how their message could really be marketable in a much more mass way. And they're coming to us because they want that. I know. And, and then the fear and the resistance kind of yeah. takes hold and, and sometimes, you know, they need to be willing to be willing. We're not here to force anything. So that's hard to be able to like let go yeah. of what we know is possible and it's it's very rare that that happens, but yeah. to answer your question about the hard, the what's hard, mm-hmm. that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And I think, too, just to add, like, it's the actual skill that Michelle – so Michelle has a background in brand strategy with um, in the pharmaceutical industry, like, really was super successful in that. I come from a graphic design background, communication design. So our skills together and, and our team were really – that and because of our own personal interests, we can translate these spiritual, soulful messages into a way that it can land with people. We have both sides, and that that's easy from chakra more... to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a chakra commercial. Oh, so that the creating and doing that's so fun. We love it when a client's so ready, it's like the best feeling ever. The best. It's really a self-exploration process for them almost, right? So they come to us and they say, okay, this is, you know, I'm here. This is where I want to go. And can you help me achieve that? And then to, you know, see from words when Michelle helps of like, oh, yeah, this is who you are. And then for them to start seeing that in colors and logos. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm a little more bright than this, right? And it helps them figure out who they are and who they want to be, which is really invaluable. And then also having a website and marketing materials and logo, all necessary, all really important. But the, we we love the the inside stuff that comes from it too. Yeah, that's mm. really fascinating that you talk about the the fear and resistance that comes with that because it is it's all about visibility, and that's that's something that I'm guessing a lot of spiritual people have some trouble with like that's sort of their Mm -hmm. own purpose to figure out what their visibility is going to look like and how it will expand with each of these elements that you talk of so that's really interesting that you can be that supporting partner yeah and and we get it because we had to do the same right Mm -hmm. and and 
even like before Soul Camp, I was like, I've had many, many lives in this entrepreneurial journey. I was a body confidence coach. I like was a health coach, like did all the things. And then at Soul Camp, like we had to stand up and, and get outside of our own fear. And for me specifically, just like I was terrified of public speaking. The first one, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then it's just like, it was like, but, but I know I need to do this. So like, I need to move through that. And and that's what I'll be fear and resistance is so normal when you are putting yourself out there, like of course. But yeah. Since I have the two of you here, I love the idea of seeing how science and research can move the spirituality, health and wellness industry forward. Mm. If you can imagine research kind of like how Research has helped meditation get traction, even though, you know, for thousands of years, it's definitely been (laughs) fruitful and impactful. Then suddenly with the different scientific research that has been published, then the mainstream is all over it. That in yoga, I would say, has helped propel those two elements forward. If you can imagine different research or, or studies that could help your clients move forward, like all of your clients move forward, mm. what could that look like? And it, it doesn't have to be, you know, an idea that's that's congealed in your mind. It's just like, what mm. what would be the things that you think would help your clients? I can speak to this first. I think research on shame and not enoughness, because I think at the core of so many of us, there's a feeling of who me Who am I to stand in front of all these people? Who am I to have this message out really to the masses? Who am I to have all of these eyes on me? Who am I? And I think that that comes from a deep wound of shame and not enough. I am not enough. So I would love some research Mm -hmm. on that because so many of us feel that. We feel like frauds. We feel like, who am I to be holding this position? Who am I to be being a boss? Who am I to... Who am I? And I think that the more that we see, oh, wow, I'm really not alone in that, I think that that will be extraordinarily healing for people. I remember I had a whole career in the pharmaceutical industry, and I was doing global brand development for some of the biggest pharmaceutical companies out there. And I remember, you know, and I worked with some of the most brilliant researchers, some of the most amazing minds. And I remember saying when I started getting into spirituality in my later life, I started saying, you know, do you ever feel like you're a complete fraud? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing, even though you graduated from Columbia, even though, blah, blah, even though, even though, even though. And this person who I asked was like, yes. I feel like a fraud every single day. And then I really got, wow, so many of us feel like a fraud and no one talks about it. And I think that if that was out in the open more and really there was like research on it of like, oh, yeah, everyone feels this. Everyone feels like a fraud. Everyone feels this shame and not enoughness. And it it was normalized. We could really just do such amazing things. Mm. That's my thought. I have a thought. So I really believe and we believe and stand for this as a company that when a company is really speaking truth about their values and who they are and who they want to be, and also as a personal brand, if you're fully sharing like your magnificence, that is what is going to lead to success. And if you are trying to be someone else or copy another person that's done what you've done, it's not going to get you anywhere. And so I would love to see <laughs> research done on that. If somehow we could Ooh. find, oh, yeah, you're at that sweet spot. You're at that sweet spot, totally. that truth, that authenticity. Like, yes, ding, 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 go. Like, <laughs> you're there. And, like, when you're off a little bit, like, nope. And, like, kind of seeing the market research there. Like, could we study that? That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Right? I had an idea as you were saying <gasps> that. When – so there – there's a whole sector on biofeedback. So let's say it's, you know, like a wrist watch or something that you can put on your head to help you determine your brain waves from mm. meditation, whether or not you're doing it in how you describe it, like whether or not you're on track. And there are some things that can sense your uh, skin tension, things like that. So that actually reminds me, like, if you're saying, I am trying to exude authenticity and magnetism by being completely aligned and in truth, you would probably 
emit a certain signal in a yeah. certain way and you could get that feedback immediately to be like, oh, you know what? I'm almost there. Yeah. Or, or there's then, something there and then that creates a space for you to look at it. And then feedback from an audience would be really interesting to compare mm -hmm. it to, right? Oh, true. Like, how is yeah. this landing? Yeah. That's what I would want to like. That would yeah. be really cool. You know what it's like? It's like the Let's do it, it's, like the, it's like the legitimate mood ring. You know, you saw yeah. it when you're a kid and you like put a mood ring on and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling serious. Dying. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like that the legit really version. Cool. Yeah. The soul, nice. the soul ring. Cool. Well, thank you for, for humoring me on that because that's just, I think that's just how ideas come about. And yeah. you never know, we might be doing something like this. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> all right well it has been such a pleasure having you both on the show are there any kind of final words of wisdom that you want to share with our audience i'll, I'll just say my only word of wisdom is just have as much fun as you can like life is short and make it fun i know we didn't really talk about fun and joy but that's something that i really just want to remind people of because Everything can be fun if you make it. And I would just say trust in the unfolding of your life. Is If something is ready to be shed, shed it. If something's ready to come in, let it come. Be open to the possibilities that await at the other side of letting go and letting in. Awesome. And how can people get in touch with you and learn about your work? Yes. So you can check out um, – us at soulcampcreative.com. We also have, if you want to check out some of the stuff about the past camps, at soul.camp, not .com. And then on Instagram, we can each share our Instagram handles. I'm at Allison Leipzig. And I'm at the Michelle Garside. And our Soul Camp Instagram is at soul underscore camp. So you can find us in all of the ways, but definitely soulcampcreative.com is the number one go-to. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here, for sharing your journey with us. And I look forward to hearing all the amazing things that you will discover when you're on the beach mm. and figuring it all out. <laughs> I love that. I thank love you it. so much, Julie. This thank was wonderful. You. You're welcome. And for you, oh, let's see. Think about what in your life can be let go of that you can look at in a way where you're okay sitting in the unknown and imagine yourself letting go of those monuments as Michelle had in her vision and settling on the beach. Just sit in that. I think that'll be good. All right. I'm Julie Chan. And until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.